I was actually in math class, just, you know, because I hated math and I never paid attention to math. I wasn't on our little computers that we had in school. Just, uh, you know, this was a time in my life where I was really trying to, uh, I was just kind of going through a little bit of a hard times, I guess, and wanted to know more about, more about life and more about, uh, you know, just what else is out there, you know what I mean? And I, I discovered the 12 spiritual laws of the universe. And uh, it's, you can look it up on the internet and just kind of go go do your own research uh, on it. There's plenty of uh, resources out there. But, uh, you know, we can kind of go through these different laws and, and different ideas and just kind of talk about it. And, um, you know, we'll see how long we go for it, but it'll be an interesting conversation. Um, okay, yeah, because me personally, um, I think this is something that I've heard previously, um, but definitely uh, don't know all 12 um, so it, it is going to be interesting to hear some of these uh, some of these laws, uh, and if you don't mind explaining them, uh, go on ahead. Yeah, man. So number one is the uh, the law of divine oneness, and the law of divine oneness is the foundational law, um, it's according to which absolutely everything in our universe is interconnected, and uh, that's that's basically the essentially what it's about. In, uh, in other words, every choice, word, desire, and belief you have will also have an impact on the world and other people in your life. And um, so that's that's the foundational law, it's the law number one of the universe, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we can kind of dive into that a little bit. Uh, we, we talked about it, you know, on, on past episodes, um, this kind of idea of everything being interconnected. And uh, I'm sure you've had experiences in, you know, in your own life with that kind of law of the universe, you know, as far as everything being connected. And I know I have myself, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I do believe that even even like your intentions have an impact on other people even like words that you don't even speak out into the world have an impact. You know what I mean? The conversations you have in your head um, have an impact on, on other people. And it kind of ties into this idea that like um, everything that's created in this world was first an idea and was first a thought, you know what I mean? And that's where everything, that's where the foundation of everything is. And I think, I think human beings kind of uh, speak to each other, not just with words, but also with, you know, energy and, and things like that, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, it's funny that you say that because um, I've seen it in my own personal life where you don't have to speak the same language that someone else speaks um, in order to kind of get down and, and um, understand each other, you know what I mean? Um, there's like a, a unspoken, uh, I don't know what's the word I'm trying to look for, like an unspoken mojo or something, unspoken <laughs> yeah. vibe, uh, unspoken energy, kind of like you were just saying, where um, you don't even really need to be speaking the same language. You don't have to be from the same place. But um, like you were saying, how we're all connected, we're all one, um, where we could all kind of come down uh, to the same playing field on, on the same level with one another, uh, regardless of our backgrounds and, um, like what you're accustomed to, you know what I mean? It's kind of interesting that this is the foundational law, you know, as far as everything being connected. And it's just interesting that, you know, we've talked about this before, but like with media and with things like that, it's very divisive. And it's almost like maybe they know that this is the foundational law. And, it, and if you can break the first law of the universe, the law of, you know, everybody being connected and everybody being, you know, truly from one one source. I mean, that's all that's ultimately what that what that saying is. We're all basically one. You know what I mean? And it, I mean, it's, it's kind of obvious if you think about it. We all come from the same planet and, you know, 
it just is what it is, man. Why do you think, do you think that it's intentionally kind of, uh, like, do you think that it's intentionally broken? I definitely do think so. Um, there's many examples that uh, I can give to back this up. First one that comes off the top of my mind is um, how, like, the Nash or the Pledge of Allegiance um, and how you're not able to talk about God in school, or uh, they're trying to remove that from uh, most educational systems where you're not really able to speak or talk share religious beliefs you know what i mean yeah um not only that but uh in our new era new generation uh that we're living in right now it's uh it's changed to the point where um they're starting to teach kids um about like sexuality and they start sexualizing things at a real young age if that makes sense to you um to me it's something that's like really crazy um they have to teach kids um yeah i think that when it comes to when it comes to sexuality especially with children i feel like there's a i think that there's a very fine line in the sand that needs to be drawn when it comes to those kinds of things and at least in my opinion and i think uh you know when you look at society right now um i think that we might be approaching that point where it's going overboard, if that makes sense. And I think, you know, not that I'm, you know, some perfect individual, but yeah, I think when you look at the music, when you look at some of these different ideas that are being kind of put out there, it's, you know, it's a little suspect for sure. Um, would you kind of agree with that? Yeah, one of the number one thing is I mean bro of, we got to protect the children at all costs you know what I'm saying like not even just not even just like you know physically but also spiritually you know and like protecting their innocence you know yeah man I believe kids should just be able to be a kid you know what I mean yeah just, that's something that they shouldn't even be exposed to man yeah uh, especially at a young age like that that's something that they shouldn't have to worry at all I know I didn't. I didn't have to worry about that when I was a kid, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm talking about now in this new day and age. Um, not only are they starting to exclude God, um, our creator, from school, from this educational system, but they're starting to implement and they're starting to indoctrinate kids um, where they're teaching them about um like changing genders and um like uh transgender i'm trying to think of um yeah yeah so, yeah um yeah. non-binary yeah um yeah this is uh, using pronouns and labels and stuff yeah um th this is something that i mean when we were kids uh some nothing that we had to worry about it, it was nothing that we were exposed to at the time and uh I this is a conversation we haven't had yet you know what i'm saying and we can we can definitely get into it for sure yeah it's uh the funny thing is <clears throat> i believe not only is it that the kids are the one being like forced to learn and to kind of pick up on these things it's it's like just the everyday person like you and me it's like th this is something that and I kind of think about it to myself, like, is this something that, like, from the day we were born, are we supposed to um, kind of think this way in the, uh, like, in the back of our mind that, 
um, like changing genders and um, being non-binary or uh, non-male, non-female, whatever it is, like being able to choose, um, being able to change and bend the rules for yourself. Like, was this always something that we were able to do? Or do you believe that um, kind of like we were just talking about something that they're just starting now trying to push real hard? Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. It's a good it's a good question for sure, man. I mean, um, it's kind of like this idea if you were going to destroy a society, how would you do it? How would you, how would you destroy a society like America that is... You, you have to divide the people. Well, how do you destroy a country that's the most powerful country in the world militarily that is protected by being, you know, we have oceans on both sides of us. I mean, America is almost impossible to like invade, you know what I'm saying, in that kind of sense. So how would you do it, you know, if you were, you know, let's just say hypothetically, not, I'm not saying this is happening, but how would you do it? And, you know, there's definitely ideas out there that, you know, if you push certain narratives, if if you can, if you can change a society like at its foundational core to where people don't even know what gender is. And, you know, you, you kind of, I mean, if you indoctrinate the youth, which, you know, a lot of people think is, is happening, it's, it's definitely just a, you know, it could be a way to lead a society down the wrong path, I guess is the way, a way you can look at it, you know? And, you know, when it comes to like reproducing and, and, you know, the family and like those, that's like the essential part of any society is reproducing and having, you know, strong families and things like that. So it's definitely a concern, bro. You know what I mean? Especially when you look at, I think, I don't know. I heard somewhere that there's like a, a statistic where, you know, transgenders and, you know, these, these things are like skyrocketing, you know, and uh, I don't know, man, it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely a conversation to be had at this point. You know what I mean? Like there's no there's no hiding from it. You know what I mean? I think it's definitely something that a lot of people probably are afraid. Uh, it's, it's a conversation a lot of people are afraid to have. But, you know, I think at this point, it's, it's kind of hard to ignore it. You know, you see, you know, trend, uh, you see a, a man winning a competition and it's, you know, like the collegiate athlete, I can't remember his name. Swimmer. Yeah, and it's like, come on, bro. You or know? talking about males being able to And it's funny, bro, because it, it's funny, know, bro. It, it, I think it's just, I think ultimately, just the way I see it, it's like when you have a society that continues to become more tolerant over time, like more accepting, more tolerant, more progressive, more liberal, eventually the tide the tide has to turn the other way you know you know what i mean because if not it just continues to spiral and continue to that's just the way i see it i guess man the first thing that i could think of that kind of like started I mean, the think, movement think, think about it just for it, it it's like it almost it started with like women's rights and things like that but now it's like almost invading women's rights you I know think, what i mean I think the first thing that comes to my mind was uh, gay marriages. And to me, I, I don't know, like everyone has their own thoughts and opinions about uh, gay marriages. But me personally, I don't have nothing wrong and I don't discriminate against anyone who's happy. Yeah, like man, like no, if you're no, happy, live your life. I, I ain't got nothing against you. That's your Absolutely. life. Go ahead and be happy and li- live live your life with who you want to live it with. Well, what we're but, talking about, bro, not it, to it's something, yeah, totally like it, it's something totally far and different than gay marriages. Like, 
Um, when I think of uh, someone who's transgender, and I and I'm thinking, is this something that I could even uh, kind of like fathom? Can I like wrap my mind around this? Is this something that I could uh, like put myself in someone else's shoes and like kind of see myself being able to do this from the lens of someone else's eyes? And um, to me, it's crazy to think that someone under the age of 18 in their mind they know that like oh the way that i was born like um i want to make this and this changes to my body and some of those are really really drastic changes that you can't like just really easily reverse you know what i mean yeah uh major surgeries uh like real major changes uh to the actual physical body and uh it's like you're saying the most important thing is uh like your reproductive organs and reproducing, um, and maintaining and sustaining, um, your body being as healthy as you can. And, um, to me, it's crazy to think, like I was just saying, someone so young, um, thinking in their mind that like, that's a drastic change that they know a hundred percent that they want to make. And, um, like there's like no turning back from it. Like, like this is something that I want. And, um and like they're gonna go through it you know what i mean i think it um if us as um the masses were um if we were informed if they kind of explained um like the way of thinking from someone who's transgender of like why they really want to um change their reproductive organs like that or why they really want to thoroughly go through with the procedure. Um, I think it would help like the masses understand a little bit better, um, kind of like whatever it is they're trying to push, wh- like whether it's the agenda, some people call it, or um, whether it's just like how we're progressing as a c- civilization, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's my belief, bro, honestly, that, you should be able to do whatever it is you want to do as long as you're not infringing on other people's right to do that. And when it comes to, you know, someone's kids, you know, if you're teaching somebody's kids something that, you know what I mean, might not, it might not be what the parents want their kids to learn, you know, <clears throat> you know, I think parents should have the the freedom to like raise their children how they want to raise them. But that's, that's kind of my opinion on it. But anyways, let's, let's move on to law number two of the of the universe, uh, spiritual laws of the universe that we're, we're kind of talking about today, man. Uh, law number two is called the law of b- vibration. According to the law of vibration, every particle in the universe is the constant movement, is in constant movement and constantly carries energy. This applies to enormous parts of the universe, like the planets and the stars. However, it applies to the chair underneath you or the table where your computer sits at. In addition, everything has its own specific energy frequency. High-energy particles are naturally attuned to other high-energy particles, and the same is true for those that have low energy. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, law of vibration, what do you kind of think about that as far as energy and energy attracting like energy? I think it's it's, uh, it's definitely um, something I, I, I think is, is a huge huge deal for sure. I definitely believe in it 100%. Um something that i think about is each and every single one of us has uh different opticals we have different eyes that um kind of see different things uh what 
uh, what we're interested in, what our attention is drawn to, um, what our focus is on, you know what I mean? Each of us have eyes to see different things that we're kind of drawn and attracted to or uh, what our focus is put on. And uh, what you were just explaining and what you were describing right there about the second law is um, people who live or who are vibrating at a higher frequency they're going to be drawn um, to other people who are have a high frequency as well. Yeah, not not only other people, but um, going to be drawn to, um, or they're going to be aligned with the frequency of uh, of Earth. You know what I mean? Um, they're going to be in tune with everything that's going on around them, uh, and it's going to be easier to work in communion um, with their environment. You know what I mean? Uh, so, some people in this is something funny that I was thinking about. What's up? Um, the environment that I would want to live in is uh, somewhere really green. It's got a lot of trees. It's got a lot of vegetation. And um, I think that's really important to an environment just because um, how well you take care of your environment and how well you maintain and sustain it, um, your environment's going to give back just as much as you put into it. And so um, if someone doesn't take care of their environment, if they're not putting uh, any, like, if they're not putting any work into their labor, if they're not um, putting nothing into what they're doing, they're not going to reap, uh, they're gonna, not going to reap any fruits or they're not going to benefit um, from their environment, you know what I mean, if they're not taking care of it. Yeah, um, to kind of go along with the law of vibration, which, which what is we're talk- what's what we're talking about, there's like this scale that you can look up um like uh it's basically a scale of like any um measuring your your vibration where you're at and at the very bottom of the vibration chart or the scale is guilt and shame that's if you're in a state of guilt and shame you're at the lowest frequency point possible at the highest at the highest um frequency possible is going to be joy peace or compassion and enlightenment is at the very top that's funny because the way I looked at it and they contrast each other. When you're sitting at the bottom, you're in a state of regret. Guilt or where, shame, yeah. Where you're in a state of regret where you're, you're living in the past. Constantly stuck thinking about the past and yeah. and all yeah. oh, like I should have done this. I sh- I could have done this and this and this and this. You're taken away from the present moment and just like you're describing when someone is at that high frequency that highest, highest state of mind enlightenment and uh joy joy all those things it's you're living in the moment you're you're right there right then right now you know what i mean just in the present moment uh not letting your past haunt your future you know what i mean so i mean that can kind of tie into to each other man is like if you're you know for us you know this is something i'm kind of figuring out right now if you're if you're wondering like how can i how can i raise my vibration how can i attract you know, being in a state of, uh, you know, high vibration and attract that kind of energy is really being um, being uh, in the present moment, focusing on the present moment. That's that's going to be your um, the number one way to probably, you know, increase that vibration. I mean, at least on this scale that I'm looking at, um, you know, you can you can see it right here. So, you know, I mean, I think that's something you can kind of peace and look compassion. into. Yeah. Peace yeah. And not, compassion. not only that, there's something else that we were going to discuss uh, a little bit later in in our conversation was um, nutrition and sleep and uh, keep that law number two on hold real quick because I think nutrition and sleep ties in hand in hand with the law number two. Yeah. 
Um, I also believe that your uh, whatever frequency you're vibrating at uh, also directly correlates to how well you maintain and sustain um, what God has given you, which is your body. That that's a, that's your temple. This is how um, you're supposed to represent and take care of yourself and you know what i mean well yeah man i mean kind of tied into what you're saying as far as the physical is think about when you're in like a high intensity workout or in a very um intense workout or playing a sport you're 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 99 of the time you're very locked into the present moment you know you're operating in a state of uh enlightenment almost kind of you know what i mean you're you're not thinking about the past you're not thinking about the future you're you're strictly in this in this present moment and uh, yeah, man, I think that phys- the physical is definitely ties into that. For sure. Yeah, like on the flip side of that, um, an analogy I had is someone vibrating on that low frequency, um, that low state of mind. Uh, that's someone that's typically more likely to go to uh, a McDonald's, uh, a Pizza Hut, uh, order some fast food, uh, get something that's not really beneficial for them. The food itself, it's it's no good for them, but uh it's that frequency they're vibrating at you know what i mean that's telling them oh this sounds good or oh i want this right now when you're vibrating at that high frequency that high state of mind you're you're thinking in a whole in a state of desire you're thinking in a whole different um a whole different state of mind than that low frequency um mcdonald's pizza hut all that greasy nasty food it's not even gonna. It's not even gonna sound appealing to you. It's not. It's not gonna sound good to eat or to even put inside uh, your God-given temple. You know what I mean? Well, think about you, it you logically. Take care of this. Think thing. about it logically, bro. They put chemicals in there that make it addictive, and that addictiveness is gonna increase your your desires. You know what I mean? You're gonna be in a state of desiring food and desiring you know different kinds of things. And so, it, yeah, I mean, shit. It's, it's just kind of common sense bro when you think about it like that you know what i mean law number three was law of correspondence the law of correspondence is directly related to the foundational law of divine oneness the key idea here is that patterns repeat throughout the universe and that prominent patterns can also be found repeating on a very small scale for example think of the popular example of the spiral pattern that repeats in a huge number of places in the galaxy look for patterns in your own life and your own thinking and notice how they repeat elsewhere in the world as you do so, consider the kind of patterns, the pattern changes you might be able to make and how those will create change on a large scale. And when I think of that, when I think of the law of correspondence, I think of habits, bro. And how, you know, the habits that you develop. Um, it's, have you ever heard of that saying, how you do one thing is how you do everything? Mm-hmm. And um, when I think about that law, I, I start thinking about that, that idea of how you do one thing is how you do everything. Those patterns that you create, for example, in your fitness start to tie over to other areas of your life, you know what I mean? And I've um, noticed, you know, I'm starting to try to take that habit of, you know, because I've, I've been getting into fitness for a while. I'm starting to take that habit into other things too, like with work, you know, with my job right now. Every aspect of your life. Yeah, man. And um, I mean, what do you kind of think of that? The law of correspondence, man. And, and you talk a lot about patterns, bro. So I'm, I'm curious what you think about that. Yeah, that's something that uh, I was also going to write down uh, and talk about in the conversation that we had today um, was recognizing patterns and uh, cause and effect and uh, the result of actions. And um, 
when you're able to pick up patterns, start recognizing patterns like that, you're able to start either making changes or like you were just saying, you're able to start implementing uh, some of the patterns that you've already been creating and you're going to be able to implement them uh, into every aspect of your life. And uh, when you were talking about that, one of the things that popped into my mind was the saying, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And um, when I think of like weakest link, um, it's an analogy or a metaphor for um, kind of like how each and every single one of us lives our life, um, where it's like you might be real good, real strong at maintaining, sustaining, taking care of whatever you're supposed to be doing and this, this, this aspect of your life. But maybe when it comes to like relationships or it comes to um, like respect or when it comes to uh, just like treating others kind or something, maybe even treating yourself kind, um, it's like you might be like have a weak link there or you might be uh, really weak in like that aspect of your life. So um, it, that's the first thing that comes to my mind is you're only as strong as your weakest link. And so you got to be well-rounded, well-balanced in uh, every aspect of your life. Not not just uh, be really well and excel in just one of those things, but like you are saying, start carrying those patterns and start implementing them into every single aspect of your life. And you're going to be well-rounded, you're going to be uh, balanced, and there, there's going to be no room for error or, or no room for you to like slip up or to fall back into any of those habits. Absolutely, man. I totally agree. Law number four, we're going to move on to the next law, law of attraction. As you likely already know, the law of attraction tells us that like attracts like. So in order to have the things you desire in life, you have to work out how to vibrate on the same frequency as those things. The more general lesson here is that being positive, proactive, and loving attracts more of the same into your life. Meanwhile, pessimism, fear, and lethargy will lead you to generate more negative experiences in all of your life. By working to live more positively even just today, you're already using the law of attraction to create a better existence for yourself. And uh, I, one thing that kind of popped up into my head was uh, I was actually listening to a different podcast. This was like a few days ago. And um, have you heard of Hotep Jesus by chance? I don't believe so. No. Have you heard of Mike Rashid? Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was his podcast. And I was listening to it. Um, I'm a big fan of Mike Rashid. I think he's he's a, he's a cool dude, man. Yeah, it was real I definitely, good in-depth conversation. I definitely kind of, uh, that's kind of like a model I look up to. Like I kind of want to. You know, I like how he ties in fitness with philosophy and life. And brother spits a lot of truth, man. Yeah, man. And I like how like he's not just a an intellectual. He's also you he's know, not just about being swole, lifting yeah, weights, being fit. Exactly. He, I mean, he could really spit that game to someone, man. Well rounded, man. But uh, they were talking about God. They were talking about the idea of God and Hotep Jesus. You should look him up. He's cool, man. Um, he was saying how you're better off instead of trying to understand God, you're better off trying to be God. And it might sound like weird or whatever, but what he was really trying to say is like that I, instead of trying to understand God, you can't understand God. You have a better, you, you're it's more easy to to just be God and to and to be the idea. You know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of hard to to understand to, to say, but basically what I kind of took from that is like instead of trying to. Um, instead of trying to learn how to shine bright why don't you just shine bright yeah, man? yeah exactly bro um and it's kind of just i don't know man it's, it's interesting to think about for sure you know that's kind of all i had with that one 
Uh, okay, number five, law of inspired action. Law of attraction practitioners regularly, regularly says that they wish they had known about the law of inspired action at an earlier stage. These two laws are tightly bound together, and the inspired action law tells us that we must actively pursue our goals. Many people think that visualizing a goal and it developing a positive attitude towards it will be sufficient to exploit the law of attraction. However, you also have to take inspired steps towards that thing that you want. Whether it's a big or a small step, it instantly helps you to attract that relationship, job, or enhance abundance you seek. And so, spot on, man. Yeah, man. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who talk about law of attraction, but at the end of the day, life, you know, I feel like it comes down to the actions, you know what I mean? It comes down to the actions that you take. Have you have you seen uh, any of these laws be applied uh, within your own life? Yeah, man. I was just going to talk about fitness for an example. Um, you know, I remember when I had a goal of, or I do still have a goal of continuing to level up in my fitness, you know, get stronger, get more in shape, get more athletic and all of these things. And, uh, you know, um, even just, you know, because you go through cycles, bro, you know, you go through seasons weeks days months where you know sometimes you're on it and sometimes you just don't have that that drive and that excitement inspiration yeah and and what i've noticed for me is like when i go through maybe maybe there's a day or even a week where i'm just not really feeling it i'm not inspired to do anything even just a fucking 45 minute walk can can change my whole entire change the whole trajectory exactly bro just it's not even a huge a huge step taken it's just a little walk you know what i mean but the walk um it just keeps me um kind of it's that positive action you know what i mean and as small as it might be um and and i think you know people can kind of take that for you know a million different things but it all starts with you know it's like that saying how do you eat an elephant or i can't remember exactly the, the 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 phrase but it's like how do you eat you know an elephant it's you know one bite at a time and you know i think We've talked about this before, but, you know, it's easy to, like, look over the, the small things in life and the daily the daily habits, you know what I mean? And those are, you know, in all actuality, the biggest things is the very small things, you know, the details. The small changes make the biggest, uh, the biggest leaps, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure, bro. And, like, uh, I sell cars, bro. That's what I do for a living. I sell cars, you know, that's my job. And, uh, you know, I, I've noticed... There's like a process, there's a sales process, like a, a, a process to, you know, selling a car or anything. It's just, you know, there's a process to the sale, you know. To anything you do in life. Yeah, yeah, and it's like the little tiny things, like one little mistake in that process can fuck up the whole, can the fuck up everything. The big picture. Yeah, yeah, can fuck up everything. You know, one little, especially in the beginning, you know, if, if you mess up like the, you know, when you greet somebody, if you if you mess up like something. In, Presentation, anything. Yeah. And it's I guess, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, but like I feel like the beginning is always really important almost because, you know, it's hard to explain. I have like a visual in my head, but the impression you leave on someone. Yeah. The way yeah. that they're going to remember you. Yeah, man. But uh, but that that was law. What was that? Law number five. We'll, we'll keep moving on. Hold up. Adding on to that real quick. Yeah, go ahead, um, bro. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I didn't have anything else. So whatever you got to say. Man. It's funny how you were just in. Uh, what was that? Law number six. Law number five. Law number five. So law number five was talking about taking inspired action, the little tiny steps, the little tiny inspired steps uh, to take action. Um, one of the things I wrote down was um how to turn your ideas into action. So turning your ideas into action. 
first thing you should do is write whatever it is you want to do or write whatever it is you want to achieve. Uh, write that goal down. Write it on a piece of paper. Uh, write it down so that you could see it and you could actually visualize it. You know what I mean? Once you can see it, you can believe it. it if you believe, then you have faith. Absolutely. If I you have that. faith, then then you have there's a possibility and you're giving yourself a chance if you if you believe and you have faith but um i emphasize writing it down because if you could at least write down whatever goal or, or whatever it is you're trying to achieve whatever it is you're trying to get if you could write it down and and you could talk about it to yourself you could actually explain it how you're going to get this thing done you're moving that much closer and you're that much more likely uh, to actually obtaining whatever it is you're trying to get. I've been, um, you know, I like that you said that. One of the things that I've been doing for like a while now, like a year and a half is I have a journal and I physically write in the journal like every morning. I try to every morning. And I swear, bro, that's like one of the most powerful things I've ever done. Bro, because you could read it and like I usually, and do something. I usually try to write like a little bit of affirmations on there, you know, like just positive things. And... I think there's something to it, man. When you physically write something down, especially like a positive thing, and you do it consistently. You can see it. You can read it. You you can say it out loud to yourself. You can actually do something with it yeah. once you get that idea written down. Yeah. So that's why I just I, I emphasize if you have an idea, you have something you want to accomplish, but you have no idea how you're going to get there. You have uh, no direction, no sense of direction. Uh, or what steps you're going to have to take to get there. First thing you should do, get a piece of paper, get something that you could write down on and just start writing down simply and slowly whatever it is that you're trying to get, how you're going to do it, and what steps you're going to start taking in order to achieve it. All right, man, moving on to law number six, halfway done. Law of perpetual transmutation of energy. The law of perpetual transmutation of energy states that everything around us is in constant flux. You can't see all these changes because many of them exist at the cellular or atomic level, but they carry on regardless. The reason that it's so important to be aware of this law is that it helps you see how you can trigger positive change. Specifically, keep in mind that high vibrations can trigger improvements in low vibrations. For example, if you're vibrating at a low frequency, exposing yourself to the excuse me, Exposing yourself to the high frequency of a happy, encouraging friend will naturally trigger your energy transmutation in you. Um, that's a deep one, man. That's honestly kind of a, a deep one. I don't even really know how to go into that. What, what do you kind of think of that? First, it's, it's basically the idea of change, yeah, changing energy. You the know, first thing that energy came to is, mind... Energy is not stagnant. It's always moving. I think that's... The, the first thing that came to mind, it was more so a question. It's like... Someone who's living in a in a not so good environment, um, they don't got nothing good going for them. Um, kind of like, I guess I was just talking about a little while ago. No sense of direction on what they should do, how they should do it. They don't got no role model to look up to. They don't got um, no parents around them. You know what I mean? They don't got no one to look up to, no one to help guide them. Um, no sense of direction of, of what to do or where to go. Um, it's like, 
how do you expect them to change? How how would you expect them to to vibrate at a higher frequency or to to turn into that bright light that that everyone is meant to be? You know what I mean? Um, and it's like you're just explaining right there. Someone who's vibrating at a higher frequency or at a real high frequency uh, can be a, a leader and can be an example to those who are vibrating at a low frequency and can show someone who's vibrating at a low frequency, man, th- this is how this is how you really can vibrate. You you can be all the way up here. You don't got to be doing what you're doing over there. You, you don't have to be uh, doing the same things that you're doing, but you can be vibrating at a higher frequency. You you can be doing things differently, but they have to be shown and um, they have to see an example of how it's done or what it is that they're supposed to be doing. And and a lot of people out there, they don't have no role models or no one to look up to. I like that you brought that up, man. I think because uh, I've had this conversation with other people and... You know, there's a lot of people who think, you know, you can't really save somebody or you can't really help people or, you know what I mean? And I think it's almost like... Once Man, you, hold on, just think about that real quick. Yeah. Like, But I think just to kind of... I think uh, it's it's like, I feel like if you're in a place of, you know, if you're in a good place mentally, like if you're in a good place spiritually or you feel like you're, you know, you're happy, you're motivated, you, you almost have somewhat of like an obligation to try to you know, be that example, you know what I mean? And like, I know for myself, bro, there's so many examples that have helped me in my life. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for so many people out there who are that example and who, you know, are that leader and who sh- who do shine bright. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't know what that looks like. I wouldn't know how that person like, and that's what I really like about podcasts. I like about the internet. You know, there's, I think there's a good side of the internet as a whole is, it gives you access to people like Mike Rashid and people like, you know, you, you really like, um, what's the podcast you really like? Um, million, Do- Mi- million dollars worth of game. Yeah. Like wallow and pe- Gilly. Yeah. People like that, man. You know, there's so many people out there, you know, that people from just all types of different avenues. Yeah, man. And like, if it wasn't for those people, you know, think about how many people they've affected, you know, and, um, you know, they've done that to us and look at us now, man, we're, we're following that. We're following that path. We're following the, their footsteps, you know? And eventually, man, like there'll be people who will probably listen to me and you and they'll follow our footsteps and, and, and kind of, you know, pursue that path. You know, it's a beautiful path. It really is. A hundred percent. And, uh, something I was going to add right along to what you were just saying is someone who's vibrating at a high frequency like that, uh, just like you were saying how patterns are contagious and if you're vibrating at a high frequency like that, it's going to be uh, spread in and it's going to be um, growing and changing into every aspect of your life. It's going to be real hard for someone who's vibrating real high up at a high frequency like that to look at someone who's at a real down low, uh, vibrating real down low frequency, to just look at them and kind of just let them be helpless and um, to not show them an alternative or, or not uh, be a, a help to them to to show them the correct way or, or the right way to do things, you know what I mean? So that they're able to change their patterns, they're able to change their habits, and they're able to start vibrating at a higher frequency too. Absolutely, man. I couldn't have said it better. 
Uh, let's move on to law number seven. Let's keep it going. Law number seven, the law of cause and effect. One of the most straightforward laws of the universe, the law of cause and effect, tells us that all actions have a corresponding reaction. You will already know this, of course, when it comes to the physical aspect of the world. However, perhaps you haven't considered how this law might be applied to the spiritual aspects of our universe. Your spiritual life can impact the world around you, causing positive or negative reactions. Similarly, your physical environment can impact your spirituality, whether for good or for ill. Ask yourself what types of relationships you see between the spiritual and the physical and how you might want to change them. And um, I really relate to this one in particular, man, because as you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really passionate about fitness. And um, to me, fitness is, uh, it's more than just, you know, getting muscles and, and looking good. It's, um, it's the spiritual aspect of it too. Cause I think, you know, like this law just said, the spirit, the spiritual and the physical are, it's a cause and effect relationship. It's, you know, you can't have one without the other, you know what I mean? And, um, I think that when you pursue this physical path, when you pursue, um, you know, a path of getting in good shape, getting healthy, getting, eating right, lifting weights, going on runs, you're pursuing the spiritual side of it as well. You know what I mean? Like, and, um, not necessarily, not necessarily because, you know, not necessarily, but I think that it can be a gateway to pursuing the spiritual aspect as well. And I think people who over time, I think, you know, cause it's like things evolve and things grow. And, you know, I think most people who, when they want to get in really good shape, they do it purely for the physical aspect. They do it purely because they want to look better. They want to be more attractive. They want to lose a little bit of weight, but over time, I think as you pursue that journey, you start to realize that it's not really just the physical, it's it's also the spiritual aspect of it, and it puts you in that high vibration, it puts you in that high, the high frequency state, and um, it allows you to kind of pursue your, your spirituality, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I really like that. What was it called again? The law of, oh, it was just the law of cause and effect, or yeah, it was the law of cause and effect. The results of actions, 100%, man. I think people need to become more aware of, of uh, the result of our actions and um, really not just kind of like blowing day by day, um, not really being aware of what we're actually doing, the actions that we're taking and the effects of them you know what i mean just like you the law and just like you're explaining right there uh everything that we do every action has an effect uh, a direct adverse effect all right so law number eight law of compensation according to the law of compensation you will receive what you put out this is similar to the law of attraction but with a focus on the idea that compensation can come in many forms for example, if you win a large amount of money, then you might think that you're getting a reward. However, depending on how you have lived, your vast amount of wealth could lead to a worse life rather than a better one. Essentially, you reap what you sow. This law reminds you to be careful about how you treat others and indeed the planet. What do you kind of think about that, brother? About the law of compensation? It's, it's real interesting, and I think we could get or dive uh, in depth into this one. Uh just because I've seen this play out many, many, many times in history, man, uh, with people who's had fortunes of money, um, people who don't even have a lot of money, but uh, still how 
they manage and how they handle their money, um, what they spend their money on, uh, similar things, uh, and a lot of other things that go into um, just having wealth in general. Um, one it, thing, it, one thing I want to point out, not to interrupt, but one thing that really, uh, what kind of caught my mind, I guess, when I was reading that was how it talks about how you can be compensated in many different forms. And so I guess the way I kind of think about it is, you know, as far as you reap what you sow, it's not just talking about money or wealth. It's, you know, you, the compensation that you receive can come in many different forms. And I think, you know, at least for myself, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the money and easy to get caught up in always needing to, you know, make money, you know what I mean? But, and, um, I think sometimes when you think about the actions that you're, 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 you're taking, you know, and I'm just speaking from my personal experience. It's like, sometimes the compensation that you're going to receive might not be in the form of money or wealth. Maybe it's in the form of health. Yeah. Or, or maybe, and this is just an idea that popped up in my head, but like, maybe the compensation is a loss, you know what I mean? But it's a loss. A that, learning lesson. Exactly, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you might be taking the right steps, you know what I mean? You might be on the path of like doing the right thing and working hard and hitting your workouts and going to work every day. And you might be, you know, I think it's easy to like be focused when it comes to the, like you feel like you need some kind of compensation for what you're getting, right? You feel like you deserve more of a compensation. And you know, just to, this is something that, man, we can really dive into, but take this from an example of like having a job, you know, and I feel like sometimes I talk down on having a job, you know, I have a job, you know, and I think sometimes, you know, it might sound like I'm talking down on a job, but it's like a lot of people, when they go to work, they think of the compensation strictly as, oh, I'm, you know, I need to make X amount of dollars per hour, or, you know, I need this amount of money, but it, you know, some, I think, we can all do ourselves a favor by, you know, how else can you be compensated by that job? You know what I mean? What kind of skills are you learning? What kind of relationships are you building? What kind of lessons are you being taught? Not just outside of just the money that you're making with this job. And it, it, it's funny, bro. It's, it's so um, applicable to everything. But there's a really great book called... Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Oh, uh -huh, yeah. And the first lesson in that book is that the rich don't work for money. And um, it's funny how it, everything ties in by this law. And it's like the rich don't work for money. And when he says that, he means like the rich don't focus on getting a, a paycheck at the end of the month. They focus on what else they're building, the skills that they're building, the relationships that they're building. And remember the podcast we did with Tony? He was kind of talking about that. Yeah. And uh, I think that for me, you know, I, I, when I say like we, I, I mean me. Like I'm, I'm speaking to myself in a lot of these conversations and uh, podcasts. You know, it's like. Well, no, th this could be, uh, just like you said, it could be applied to almost every single person out there. And it, it's a great point that you brought up just because it's, it's thinking a little bit outside the box. Just, just like how I was talking about monetary value. You're talking about um value of all different kinds of ways um it's just the way that you look at it or or how you're viewing it you know what i mean so um just like you're saying many times us as human beings we get so lost and sidetracked and blinded 
just by the shiny um the shiny valuable um money and riches and things like that um when at the end of the day it's nothing you could really take along with you and uh at the end of the day it's nothing that really adds any value to your life like, yeah just, yeah i just think just simplifying and you know when i when i was reading the law of compensation like that really stuck out to me as far as like the different forms of compensation and you know um you know, and i feel like in our world you know as far as living in a capitalist you know i don't have anything wrong with you know capitalism i think it's a good thing but you know i think it can be very easy to get caught up in the compensation that you are receiving and and just look at it strictly from a lens of you know money and uh it's it's actually yeah it's just it's it's pretty interesting man and i think i would encourage people to look at it like that you know like when with your job in particular you know because it's i feel like uh entrepreneur entrepreneurship is kind of it's talked about a lot today and i think that's a good thing people should try to be an entrepreneur in some type of way but if you do have a job you know understand that especially if you're in the right kind of job, you know, you might be compensated by other ways of, 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 or different forms of compensation, not just monetarily, you know, you try to try to work at a company or, you know, in a, in a kind of industry that where, where you'll learn different skills. And that's why, you know, I'm grateful to be in the sales sales industry because sales is a very applicable skill to all of life. You know, like when I, one thing I've been trying to focus on, you know, when I go to work and, and, you know, my sales job is, I'm not just being compensated by the money that I make. I'm being compensated by the skills that I'm building and being able to connect with other people, being able to, you know, put yourself in difficult situations with people that, man, that can be applied to anything, you know, whether it's raising a family, whether it's building my own business or doing a podcast, you know, like those are skills that can be applied to anything. So, you know, it's just an interesting way to, or whatever your job is, bro, it doesn't really matter focus on other things outside of just money you know what i mean yeah man it truly is a blessing for anyone out there who's able to work and yeah. who does have a, a job like that man it's, yeah it's nothing to be ashamed of it's nothing to really like put down anyone like that man yeah it's just you know it, it's a blessing to it's be it's just you know it's, it's hard man you know it's hard especially if you're young you know, i'm young and you know, you get on social media and you see these you know, social media stars, you see these, you know, people who have all this money and it's like, can't it's, get discouraged. It's easy. It's, e it's easy to like, look at you, your situation, you know, where you have a job and you're like, damn, like, you you're know, thinking like, man, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, oh, I just have a job. You know, I'm just, you know, where am I going? Yeah. Yeah. But, it, you know, uh, it, it, it's all stepping stones and it's a, it's a learning process. And just like you were explaining and, and bro, a little real bit quick, earlier. real quick, hold on. I just want to go fast fast or backtrack real quick it said there's this is another part that really caught my attention it says uh for example if you win a large amount of money then you might think that you're getting a reward however depending on how you have lived your vast amount of wealth could lead to a worse life rather than a better one and that's that man that's interesting man that's really powerful um have you ever heard of the term um it, i can't remember exactly but it's something like the people who you know, it takes a while to accumulate wealth and money. They they keep it quicker, you know, as opposed to somebody who, you know, have you ever heard of like people who win the lottery? They That's lose. exactly what I was referring to yeah. earlier. Whenever you uh, first asked me about um, that law and uh, I just had a little bit of trouble articulating it in a, in a quick manner. But um, yeah, man, I've just seen that play out so many times, time after time after time. Uh, 
in history, man, where it's just like people who get their hands on a large amount of money like that, where like you said, it's it's not really like earned. It's kind of like you you hit the lottery, you hit the jackpot, um, you just wound it up on a fortune. You know what I mean? Uh, most of those people they don't know how to manage the money. They don't they don't have they don't no know. idea what to do with it. And, yeah. it. and it's like you just said, their life uh, turns out worse than it was before they even got their hands on that fortune. The people they meet, uh, what they're blowing the money on uh habits they're gonna pick up like man like just like it was explaining sometimes uh and it just brought up this thought in my head um where it's like be careful what you wish for because you just might get it it's like man some people are out there like thinking that if they got their hands on a million dollars or just on that large fortune of cash or whatever it is they got their hands on that one thing then like man my life would be set or like man all my problems would go away you know what i mean it's like man that that's not the case man just like that law is explaining and it's a it's hilarious to think about there's a lot of people out there who think like that like man if i get that mansion man if if i get that lamborghini man all my problems are going away yeah it's so funny like this conversation just how this these laws to everyone it's man. crazy us, man. It, me it applies to me and myself man like it's funny because um i was in a lot of these phases where i wasn't really understanding these laws or where i was kind of going to grain against them uh in my middle school kind of high school uh phase where um you're a teenager you're kind of growing up um sometimes it's hard to take your parents and uh your elders word um like take their word for what it is you got to kind of find out figure it out yourself and um it, it took it took me a little bit of uh growing up and a little bit of realization to understand that like man these laws are applied to every single person like it don't matter where you've come from it don't matter what shape size color you are man like these laws are going to be applied to each and every single person that's out there bro yeah, this is gonna funny be, this, to think about this is probably gonna be like a three-hour podcast because i got so yeah we're, we can just keep going man let's move on to law of relativity law number nine the uh, ninth spiritual law of the universe law of relativity the law of rel- relativity is all about the neutrality of things when seen in isolation so no particular person experience emotion or action is evaluated as good or bad until you look at it in comparison with something else for example, you may think you are poor, but perhaps that's because you have three wealthy uncles. But by keeping this law in mind, you remain conscious of the fact that there are always multiple perspectives on anything that happens to you. Trying to slip into these alternative perspectives can make you more grateful and can also show you where you can make improvements in life. So the first thing it said was the law of relativity is all about the neutrality of things when seen in isolation. No particular person, experience, emotion, or action is evaluated as good or bad until you look at it in comparison with something else. It's pretty interesting, man. So what I got from that is you almost have to pull yourself out of your body sometimes. Nah, that's crazy. I was going to say the same thing, bro. That's just how you dumb it down. Like sometimes... Like when you're emotional, you're mad, angry, you're sad, upset, or something's not going your way sometimes... 
take a deep breath. You gotta sit back. You gotta pull yourself out of your body real quick. You gotta, you, you gotta like really take a look at yourself, what's going on around you, and like really assess and analyze. Like, man, like what was I just doing, or what was making me feel that way? You, you gotta, you gotta really understand like, like where those emotions, where those thoughts are coming from. But you gotta be able to pull yourself out of your body or kind of out of your own head yeah get yourself out of your own head to be able to actually see clearly to to actually realize what's going on to um kind of go into a little bit of a personal um idea that i i had a while ago i was thinking about just my experience in life and as as i've gotten older i feel like uh the first battle that everybody has to win and it's the fir- like I've experienced this in my own life, so that's kind of how I'm, how I'm approaching it is it's like the battle with yourself, and I think that's the first battle because if you can't get past yourself, if you can't get out of your own head, it's kind of like this is saying um as far as like the law of relativity, but if you can't see the world from you know a perspective of like hey, the world doesn't revolve around you, like you have a whole world out here and you there's so many different perspectives and I don't know how I'm trying to tie this in together, but it's like if you can't win that battle with yourself, if you can't get out of your own head, if you can't see past your own nose, then you're in a for um, you're you're trying to move along and move in tune with the vibrations of the world instead of thinking that the world's vibrations is revol- and everything that's going on in this world revolves around just yourself right you know so what it's mean? like it's like when, when if you have a bad day or you're in a, a negative state of mind the person who can't see past their their own nose who can't see things from different perspectives or how did this say it um is, is yourself man but it's like think about it if, if you operate from a lens of the world revolves around me when you're in a bad place the whole world is in a bad place and, and everything is in a bad place yeah because that's that state of mind that yeah. you're stuck in unconsciously man it's like um you you can't move on you can't kind of get past like the hump unless uh you let go of the past man unless like you let go of those or you, you let go of yourself yeah it's almost. not it's not only just like letting go of yourself it's uh like being honest and uh being truthful with yourself like you gotta kind of confront whatever it is that's making you feel that way or wherever those thoughts and emotions are coming from you gotta be able to confront yourself face to face almost like looking at yourself face to face in the mirror and and be able to be truthful and honest with yourself absolutely bro Let's move on to law number 10, law of polarity. When thinking about the law of polarity, the most important thing to remember is that absolutely everything has an opposite and that it's very existence of these opposites, excuse me, and that it's the very existence of these opposites that allows us to understand our life. Consequently, when you go through something difficult, it will be this thing that that helps you truly appreciate the good developments to come. By regularly reminding yourself of this, you can improve your resilience in troubled times. For example, though a bad breakup is painful, it teaches you what doesn't work for you in a relationship, helping you to eventually find what does. Law of polarity. Tenth spiritual law of the universe. Um, yeah, I mean, what do, you, what do you think about that, man? Man, that one was uh, pretty long. I, honestly, if you repeat it one more time... 
Just because uh, it was pretty long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me, let me repeat the first part. When thinking about the law of polarity, the most important thing to remember is that absolutely everything has an opposite and that it's the very existence of these opposites that allows us to understand our life. So, I mean, um, I don't know how you want to approach this one, but it's, a, it's, it's definitely a deep one. Would you mind just one more time? For <laughs> yeah, me? yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me go ahead, man. Hey, there's there's no rush. When think I'm gonna actually read a little bit more. When thinking about the law of polarity, the most important thing to remember is that absolutely everything has an opposite, and that its very existence of these opposites that allow us. Excuse me, and it, that it's the very existence of these opposites that allows us to understand our life. So I guess it's okay. yeah. I, I formulated something that Go ahead. I, I could talk about. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> hey, if you're listening, keep in mind this is all off the off the rip. Like, yeah, you know what okay. I'm saying? Like, the first thing that popped off my mind when like fully um, for like being able to understand what you were just talking about about that tenth law is that um, opposites attract. Uh, that that's the first thing that um, popped into my mind is that. Um, People who are like real different from each other, um, people who has something that you don't have, um, there, there's almost like uh, curiosity or um, your attention is drawn to them because they have something that you don't have. Yeah. And it's almost like you, you want to be around them or you, you want to understand what it is that they have that you don't have Mm -hmm. and sometimes um like being around that thing that you don't have um sometimes it it brings out the best out of you Mm -hmm. because uh what the 10th law is saying seeing a a completely opposite different side than what um you're used to or where you've come from uh it's going to allow you to see things in a whole new perspective a whole new light and uh it's going to be able to to help you vibrate at a higher frequency, help you see things totally different um, and help you learn some things that you probably didn't know yourself. You know what it kind of, you, you made me think of something. Um, I, actually, I want to look it up real quick. It's funny though. Opposites attract. One thing you just, you, you brought up something that it, this kind of caught my attention. Um, have you ever heard of the shadow? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, um, it's it, it was described by Carl Jung as the unconscious part of our character or personality that does not want that does not align with the ideal version of what we're aiming for, and um, I think that to a certain degree, you have to understand that shadow part of yourself, and you got to understand the dark side, and you got to be able to utilize the dark side, and. We're not all, we're not perfect beings, you know, we're imperfect beings. And to truly understand yourself as a, as a whole, you know what I mean? You have to understand that dark side. You got to go down dark paths and you got to understand it. You know what I mean? And, um, that's kind of what, uh, like sparked in my head. And I think, uh, you know, we live in a, in a society that's very uh, passive and it's very like, um, emasculating, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, masculinity is kind of, um, looked down upon in a, in a way, or, you know, men are, they're, they're trying to convince men to be more feminine and to be like, you know, it's okay to just like be weak or not, not to, 
or, or aggression is a bad thing in, in these kinds of things. And um, have you ever heard Jordan Peterson say, um, what, what did he say? You have to be a monster and then you have to learn how to basically control that. And tame it. Yep. Yeah. 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 So I it's, think- it's controlled aggression. It's, um, man, it's like, you're, you're going to stand up. You're going to stick up for whatever you believe, whatever, whatever you're really going to fight for. And that, that's something that they're kind of trying to take away from people is, uh, being able to voice your opinions, being able to speak up for something that you truly believe in, you know what I mean? Um, the problem with that... Be able to draw those lines in the sand, you know? Yeah, the problem with that is just like you said, um, the more they start to suppress um, the leaders or the biggest influencers, the ones that uh, us us as the masses are looking up to as our role models... Um, free Tate. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> man, there's a lot of people that should be freed. Man, free, yeah. free all my brothers and sisters. Man, that that got locked up for something petty that they really didn't deserve. Man, free, hey, that's free real. All of that's them. real though. Man, is like embracing that shadow. Man, we have the opportunity to to kind of like be the voice and to kind of speak on um, some of the things that others don't have the chance of speaking on. Um, just like you were talking about right there, like, uh, free, just so-and-so, like, um, there's people really locked up for something that they don't deserve and they might not have the choice or they might not have the ability, um, to ever get a chance to speak about what really happened or be able to give their version, their side of the story. Um, people who's lost their lives, people who's passed away and, uh, and is now, no longer here on earth with us but um there's just uh so many like scenarios or there's so many opportunities for us to be able to to be the voice and to speak on some on some real stuff that others don't have the opportunity or they don't have the ability to speak on absolutely brother let's move on to law number 11 uh we got some other segments to cover so let's let's get through these and then we'll we'll get uh continue on Law number 11, the 11th law, uh, 11th spiritual law of the universe, <clears throat> law of rhythm, sometimes called the law of perpetual motion, the law of rhythm is unsurprisingly focused on movement. In particular, it refers to the fact that all things come in cycles. You can see this in nature, in the seasons, and in the body's aging process. However, it equally applies to a person's life stages, and reflecting on this helps you to gain perspective. Today's seasons may be good, but nothing is permanent, so enjoy what you have while it lasts. Alternatively, perhaps you're in a negative part of the cycle right now, but it may be the very thing that prepares you for a prosperous change in cycle in cycles next month. I'm going to repeat a little bit part of that real quick. Sometimes called the law of perpetual motion, the law of rhythm is unsurprisingly focused on movement. In particular, it refers to the fact that all things come in cycles. You can see this in nature, in the seasons, and in the body's aging process. The law of rhythm. First thing that popped to my mind is nothing lasts forever. Everything uh, has its time. Um, everything is uh, is like really in the moment, and it's it's like for the moment. But nothing truly lasts forever, if that makes sense. And um, it's like, 
like you kind of said, we all have our time. And uh, one thing that popped up in my head just now is uh, death. And I think we're very disconnected with death in our world, you know, at least in America. You know, when people die, you don't see them die or, you know, things like that. And in order for life to continue on, we all have to die. That makes sense. You know what I mean? That's like the grand stage, the grand, the grand cycle, I guess you could say, is life and death. And it's like you can kind of go um, to the micro scale of like, you know, in the in the short term, you know, there's seasons of growth and there's seasons of, you know, not growing. You know what I'm saying? And downward cycles and going down the wrong path. Honestly, decay. Yeah. yeah seasons decay. of growth and seasons of decay. Yeah. So everything is is a moment though i think the thing to the thing i would just say is like to just be aware of it you know be aware of the rhythm and to be aware that everything has its ebbs and its flows and the biggest thing that i took away is nothing lasts forever but to enjoy every moment to to me that was the biggest thing is to you you got to enjoy the moment you got to enjoy what you're doing and and uh almost like we were talking about earlier you can't really be in your head you can't overthink like what's going on. You can't plan too much. You kind of just got to live in the moment and kind of just go with the flow. You become aware of cycles, patterns, things that are repeating that ha- uh, basically it, it explains it for itself. It happens in cycles and you could start picking up on them. You can start becoming aware of how much time um, you kind of got left in order to pass on your legacy in order to to kind of pass on whatever it is you need to do in the time that you got here on this earth uh before you pass away um so it's important to cherish and enjoy every moment that you have um to not like let any moment or opportunity slip past you and to take full advantage of every moment and opportunity you get Absolutely, brother. I totally agree. Uh, to finish off um, the laws, the spiritual laws of the universe, which is what we're pretty much talking about today, man. Uh, the 12th spiritual law of the universe is the law of gender. Finally, the law of gender has very little to do with biological sex. Rather, it refers to the fact that there are two major types of energy. You can think of them as masculine and feminine, as yin and yang, or as anima and animus. We all contain a certain amount of energy, and we must find a way to achieve a balance between both types if we are to live authentically and happily. Think about the role each type of energy appears to play in your life, and whether there is an excess or a deficient of either. Uh, it's kind of funny we were talking about a little bit about gender, man, but um, I want to reread this part real quick. It says, finally, the law of gender has very little to do with biological sex. Rather, it refers to the fact that there are two major types of energy. You can think of them as masculine and feminine, or yin and yang. We all have a certain, we all contain a certain amount of energy and find and must find a way to achieve a balance between both types of where to live authentically and happily. Um, it's kind of funny. We were talking a little bit about gender um, at the beginning of the podcast. So it's kind of funny how things go full circle. Um, what do you think of the law of gender and, and, the, and about the two types of energy? I think uh, the biggest thing I took from that is the most important part is finding a balance between the two masculinity and uh femininity and um 
I'm thinking of masculinity, how to describe it as, as like, um, outward, it's outward, outward, it's pushing outward. You, you believe so? I think so. Yeah. I think, uh, somebody was talking about this. It's a little, a little in depth, but you know, when you, when you think about it in a physical sense, like a man, a man pushes outward, you know what I'm saying? Um, a man pursues, a man goes after, a man conquers, a man fights, you know, a man argues, a man's tough. Uh, femininity is more of inward, focusing inward and... Uh, attracting. Attracting and um, taking in. And that makes sense. And taking in, if you know what I mean, if you look at it as a physical sense and like a sexual sense, you know. But, you know, that's just kind of how I look at it. And I think, I, I, I guess what I would just say, yeah, is just the balance that it talks about, you know, a balance of like... Um, you know, when you look at it, of like a goal sense is like, you know, the, the masculine sense is like going after and conquering your goals and, um, defeating, you know, different objectives and things like that. And then the, the feminine side of it is looking inward and reflecting and, and, um, taking in and, and gaining new, lo- new knowledge. You know what I mean? Like the masculine sense is like voicing your opinion and speaking, you know, speaking your, your word and, and things like that and getting into, you know, arguments, not arguments, but, pushing your intent and your, you know, your mission into the world and then the, the feminine, um, kind of energy behind, out the, the feminine energy to balance that is also understanding that like, you really don't know anything. And, um, there's always more to learn. There's always more to take in. There's always more to, um, you know, understand and reflect on, you know, a hundred percent. That's how I look at it. And, uh, this, uh, in the society that we live in today where, um, I guess some people label Andrew Tate like this, but um, men who are overly aggressive or um, they could describe it like that where they're too masculine. Um, And it's like... There's some truth to that. Yeah, where they're they're too focused and too driven on whether it's getting work done, whether it's obtaining and achieving something. And that's the only thing they're focused on. They can't worry. They can't... Uh, put their time uh, and effort into nothing else like they're just so driven and focused on achieving getting the thing done that it's like the counterbalance of that is uh, the feminine side which is kind of like pulling back detracting a little bit unwinding like you said looking at things from a different perspective and understanding that you don't just have to get out there and just put your head down and go that and it's all right to relax and unwind and you you need it you need that it, time to the the balance is important man yeah. it's, and it's funny that some men need a, a woman they need a a good female to kind of show them and to be that balance yeah. for them facts bro. It's that's like, man that's facts yeah. same thing for women too it's like um so, some of them try to be a little bit too uh masculine they they try to do things and take care of themselves uh do everything for themselves and and just get things done like that be being self-sufficient but it's like every woman needs a a man that's providing and that's able to take care of the woman and able to protect her and uh make her feel safe and comfortable yeah yeah for sure bro um you know i totally agree 100 percent in every every way i think yeah, I, the the biggest thing is the balance part of it, man. Is is getting comfortable with that balance, you know what I mean? Um, but that man, that's the twelve spiritual laws of 
the universe. That's the you know the main the main meat and potatoes of today's podcast. Um, I wanted to we we both wanted to kind of finish off with a different, a little bit of a different um, different topic, I guess, different segment, and um, you can go ahead and uh, if you want to kind of dive into that little segment we were talking about as far as the bigger picture, man, and, and just kind of expanding your horizon a little bit if you want to lead that off. The bigger picture. Um, so the way that we describe the bigger picture is uh, understanding that um, the world is bigger than your neighborhood or the world is much, much bigger than uh, just the things that you're accustomed to and uh, the environment that you're used to. It's important to understand that the world, no, nobody out there understands all the all the mysteries and all there is out there to explore um, in this world. Um, and that, like, man, I feel like everyone should want to get out there, um, get outside just their comfort zone and their environment that they grew up in and uh, get out there and really make an impact, make a change, uh, meet some people that they thought that they would never meet before, um, try some things that they tr- never thought that they would try before. Um, kind of push themselves outside their outside of their comfort zone and um, really just start learning and and start growing, start start taking in everything that you can instead of um, just taking in what you want and pushing everything else away. Yeah, I want to I want to add on to that, man. I did a podcast uh, that will be coming out in about two weeks with some good buddies of ours. You haven't met them yet, Josh, but I'm excited for you to meet them. They're they're super good dudes over at opinionated media um they got a really good podcast that i did and they asked me a question on the podcast they said um you know how do you how do you how is uh how do you deal with your friends and and you know the people around you like how has that affected you you know with starting the podcast and i didn't really go into it too much but as i started to think about that question i think it's a really good question and i think that sometimes i think maybe for a lot of people the people closest to you might be holding you back or, or I think that understanding that like, you know, maybe, you know, if you don't have the support of a friend or something like that, or, you know, um, or there's disapproval yeah, or, or whatever the case is, maybe like, not seeing eye to eye. I think that this, where this can come in is like, you, you, you got to kind of look outside of just the people who you know and understand, like there might be a whole, a whole world of people out there in the world who, who need you and who, who, who want you to speak up and who resonate with, with Josh. Like maybe there's a whole group of people out there who they resonate with the things that you've experienced in life. And your voice in particular is like, just resonates with them. And like, it just clicks. And if it's happened to me too, like I've stumbled across people on the internet where it's like, they, they talk about things and I'm like, damn, like this person just, for whatever reason, I've heard these, I've heard these words before, but the way he bundled it up together, the way he, it makes sense. It just made sense. It clicked. It was like, Whoa, hold on a second. Yeah, man. I I just think, uh, I guess I think what I was talking about is just, I got asked a question about, you know, how, how has, you know, the friends situation, you know, how did that affect you starting a podcast and things like that? And, uh, I just want to, I want to leave off today by saying, you know, I think one of the one of the things I've been focusing on is trying to surround myself around people who believe in themselves and who have confidence in themselves. And, uh, it's one of the things I thought about after I I was asked that is, um, you know, I think, 
you want the approval and the belief from, you know, the people around you or whatever the case is. And I think that we all have to understand that, like, you can't expect anybody to believe in you. You know what I'm saying? Or you can't expect, you know, this person or that person to believe in you because, you know, the reality is, bro, that's one of the things that's missing in our world right now, you know, is uh, a lot of people don't believe in themselves. And you, you can't expect somebody who doesn't believe in themselves to believe in you. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, that energy is contagious. You know, that energy is, it's like we talked about today as far as, you know, energies and things like that. High high vibration, low vibration, high fre- high frequency, low frequency. You know, you can't you can't expect somebody who's, you know, operating in that kind of place to to give that energy off to you. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a, that's a you problem. It's not a them problem. You know what I mean? And it's why it's so important to try to, you know, that's what I've been focusing on, man. Try to surround yourself around. Uh, and I think that's why probably successful people, you know, you, 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 you see successful people, they don't hang around people who aren't successful for the most part, you know what I mean? And not just money wise, but I'm just saying, you know, like attracts like, you know, and it's just all those things kind of tying together, man. But that is kind of how I was going to finish off today's podcast. You got any other final thoughts, man, about the bigger picture, maybe something you could leave off the, the audience? Um, Not too much, man. Biggest thing. And you've already explained it. You've already talked about it and said it multiple times. But don't be afraid, man. Honestly, yeah. don't don't live in fear. Yeah. Like, if anything, like you can mess up, you can uh, trial and error, whatever. But at least enjoy and love what you do. Don't live in fear. Don't be afraid of taking a chance, of taking a risk for something that you truly believe in. If you really feel that something is meant to be or that you should take the risk and do something that you feel like is meant to be, then the only one that's going to be holding you back is really just yourself. That's a decision that you got to make for yourself is, are you going to take that chance? Are you going to take that risk? Are you going to be the one that breaks the boundaries, that breaks the cycles of people who keep getting stuck in the same repeating cycle or you're going to be the one that makes a change and that maybe be the leader and be the example, be the change that others might need to see in order to start changing as well. You know what I mean? That's it for today, man. Episode 27 in the books, man. I appreciate anybody tuning in. I know I speak for the both of us when I say that. Um, If you like the podcast, if you got something out of it, you know, we don't have any ads on here. We don't uh, ask anything outside of just maybe share it with a like-minded friend. You know, maybe someone who would appreciate this and appreciate the content. It could uh, vibe with it or whatever. Um, but with that being said, man, that's it for this week, man. Peace out. Thank you. God bless you. Trying to keep it real. Climbing up the hill. Trying to get a deal. Trying to get a meal. Hungry on the beat. Hungry so I eat. And now I know the feet. I only know the heat. I only know the grind. I only know the sweet, yo, I miss sweat, I only know the best, that's up on my chest, I only know the reps, I only know what's next, nothing more, nothing less.